Hello everyone, my name is Sophie von Lohr and I'm here today to talk to you about a lot of interesting things. But before I get to that, let me tell you a little bit about who I am. One, I'm a neuroscientist. Two, I'm a bioengineer. Three, I'm a system engineer. I will share a little bit about myself and my quirky background and where I come from as a kid in chaos that has come to invent a robotic arm that works with eye signal as a kid that has now been very interested in leadership and creating devices that hopefully is gonna change the course of humanity. But who knows, this might be interesting to you and who knows, you might learn something. I hope you do, stay tuned. Welcome back, this is our final uh, part of this particular delicious episode of Curiosity Bites, brought to you by the Awesome Music Project. If you want to find out more about the Awesome Music Project and uh, the Awesome Music Project uh, Foundation, you can go to awesomemusicproject.com. Uh, the Awesome Music Project is combining story, science, and mental health. It's doing amazing work, working with scientists and, and artists around the world and it's really making a spectacular difference. I encourage you to go find out more about them. We have been in this uh, insane journey with my guest today. And one of the things we've been talking about is where all this is going. Um, Sophie has this background that as she was born in Iran, has come to the US by the time she was 16 has gone to university uh, at a very high level, multiple degrees, has created a um, robotic arm for the military, uh, for vets and that. Uh, she's also uh, created nanocarbon brain electrodes that has the potential to cure Alzheimer's. She's got three separate engineering degrees and is working on, on an organizational leadership PhD this is not a traditional path. And I really want to talk about where all this is leading for us as humanity, where you see it's leading for us, for humanity, and where you see yourself going, because you know you, you are this lovely open system of, of curiosity and expansion. So let, let's sort of let's go predictive for a minute in the context of the, do you see the bioengineering, the electrical engineering, the leadership, do you see those things coming together, combining into something uh, for yourself? Let's start there. I mean, at least I hope so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to become a stamp collector now. I know, right? Um, my life has become a series of bird watching and mm -hmm. <laughs> as enjoyable as it is, it's not that meaningful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I take away, you know, something from each part of this journey, right? There's souvenirs that I collect. And I know for a fact that every part of this journey in my tiny carry-on suit will be meaningful. Mm -hmm. My next processes continue down the leadership path and um, hopefully either continue with my own consulting firm or join another one. I am exploring those options, but also 
I think as far as the neuroscience piece of it goes and the bioengineering, and I have a few projects that I'm working on um, that I'm very passionate about that focus on uh, immersive visual reality that also helps with psychology and helping with like developing a better systematic way of self-awareness. So that's a startup I'm working on as a side. So hopefully all of these come together. But again, the, the, the cat's journey of curiosity remains, remains unread and un, unwritten. So stay tuned. Well, one of the things that you and I had talked about, um, which again, seems uh, counterintuitive to people who think, may think of you as the science head engineer. Um, you and I talked about, about a term that is very poorly understood um, for those who don't go down there, but I spent years buried in this world, which is the idea, quote unquote, of the inner child. And I wanna just talk about that for a moment to give people context um, and have you, as you're listening, grasp it from this point of view. Your unconscious mind has no chronology. You have a clock and you go, oh, it's you know noon now. And you look at your watch and you go, okay, that's cool. Or, or you think that was yesterday or this is tomorrow. Fine. But your unconscious mind doesn't have that clock. And your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between now, uh, then, or what is to come. So there are things that took place in your childhood that have formed the psychological barriers and the psychological boundaries of who you are, that if you don't take the time to confront them means that even though you might be highly intelligent, even though you might be highly brilliant in all kinds of ways, you will be operating like you're six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever years old because you are developmentally stuck at that place. And you're talking about, Sophie, you were speaking about this uh, immersive technologies to have people connect with that part of themselves. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about that because that for me personally is fascinating, but I also see it as a, uh, a potential for developmental psychology um, that allows us to potentially go back and heal the, uh, the PTSD of childhood that can get dragged into a present um, and as you know, because we spoke about it with Dr. Eugene Lipov, um, that most many people uh, who are particularly high functioning, highly successful individuals are actually driven by PTSD and are actually afraid of giving up their PTSD because they think their motivation will go away. So I think that what you're doing with this work is fascinating. Share with us, if you could, a little more of that. I realize that it's prototype right now. Yes, it is prototype, but I can tell you some high level information. So it's called Curious Reality, how, how appropriate. Um, so it's a startup that I uh, have started uh, a year and a half ago. And uh, right now going through funding rounds and trying to get funding. Um, and uh, any angel investor out there that likes this idea, come to me. <laughs> But the idea is basically, it's immersive 
reality, virtual reality experience of designing your inner child in real time so that you can have a full-on conversation with yourself as someone else is guiding you through that journey. Uh, so there is a journey guide, if you may, or a psychologist or psychiatrist. It can be also elevated, um, hopefully, when the, some of the nice drugs out there get uh, legalized. It can be, on top of that, use some of the work that MAP is doing with, you know, ecstasy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that would be interesting to dig deep into the psyche of human and taking out and designing your inner child as you assume it to be and having a full-on conversation with it and mm -hmm. trying to not only embrace it as it is but also finding out its needs and um, becoming more one with yourself so it, it has been empirically proven to have extensive results in helping people with, as you mentioned, PTSD, but mainly depression. Yes. Um, so it's, it's hopefully going to be revolutionary. So I want to make sure I understand because I may not at all. But the idea of this is it's talk psychotherapy, that, that you have a you have a guide slash therapist, who is rather than you um, just having this feedback loop with the therapist, the therapist is more than, than having a feedback loop with you, is becoming the guide for you to have a feedback loop with your younger or more traumatized or whatever it was part of yourself. And so the therapist would be guiding you to, to meet young Dove or young Sophie and say, you know, tell us what it feels like to be 12 years old and living in Tehran and going to school. Yep. And then that conversation would evolve out of that. And although a therapist will do that, there is this third element of a sense of um, VR reality, which by the way, just in case you're thinking, well, that probably wouldn't be very real. I wouldn't think it was a real me. Um, there's some phenomenal research you should go look at. You can even see it on YouTube where people are wearing a VR headdress, uh, headset rather, and they are in the VR world standing on a plank, looking out over a 200 foot drop and watch how now they know they've got a VR headset on. They know they're in a room with a completely solid floor, but once they put the VR on, their brain takes on the reality that they're on a <laughs> narrow plank over a 200 foot drop and they are freaking the hell out about that. It's very real. There's a cortisol response. The brain is being mapped as all the responses and all the neurochemicals are responding as if it's real. So if you think meeting my younger self, I wouldn't really get into that. Uh, it would become very real if you were able to do it. The interesting thing for me is what that, and this is what I'm fascinated about is what would that VR self reveal to me that I don't allow me to reveal to me when the source is the same? 
right? Right. So that that's interesting. Yeah. So that's the element of. So you first work with your, um, you know, psychologist to design that uh, child, and it would be very easy plugins, and you will have an idea of. But what is fascinating is that as you go through this journey, you will touch on those unknown unknowns that you didn't know exist. Yeah. As if you are not there because your brain starts tearing down the walls that it's created throughout the years to protect you because of the way that the journey is designed. So you're kind of getting eased into this process of called embodiment of embodying yourself into another body and then understanding what you are. So the way that the technology is designed, you almost feel like this other being is a part of you, but it's enough detached for you to treat it differently. But it has, as you mentioned, changes you internally in a way that can have forever lasting effects on your psychological profile. Yeah, it's... That that for me is is really fascinating. Um, the removing of the protective mechanisms. What? So you know, I remember having a discussion with somebody back in the, I guess it was the early '80s, and we were talking. You know, we may have been under the influence of certain substances. Who knows? It's possible. Uh, <laughs> Maybe somebody slipped or something, or we slipped ourselves something. Um, but I remember we having this discussion about the future, and we were trying to work out what would not be replaced, what could not be replaced. And so we talked about, you know, um, nobody will ever replace a hairdresser. I mean, you know, um, well, guess what? Now they're already starting to design machines that can literally cut your hair and style your hair without a person involved. And the other thing we came about was psychotherapists, right? And I think that they're probably likely to last a bit longer than most things because of the deep, a good psychotherapist. I think bad ones will go away, hopefully much quicker, but hopefully, but this idea of a VR therapist, because eventually even the guide would go away. Right. Um, because the guide would be uh, one's own psyche. And the, um, because when I design this process and I'm working with people, I say, okay, let's talk about who exists inside of your coconut, my term, psychological term, uh, big science term there, inside of your coconut. And they go, well, what do you mean? I go, well, do you think your mom exists inside your head? And they go, yeah. And they go, is that the mum you have or the mum you had? Oh, never thought about that. That's the mum I had. Okay, good. Does your dad exist? Yeah. Which one? Well, actually, they both exist. Okay, so you got so you got mum who was, you got your dad who was, and your dad who is. Yes, who else you got? And they start going through all these mechanisms of who they've got. And then I'll say, okay, who tell me about the security guard? And they go, what's the security guard? I don't know. You tell me. What's the security guard? What's that part of you that is decides who, you know, it's the bouncer at the nightclub. Who comes in and who doesn't come in, right? Who, who does it protect you from? 
which way does the guard face? Does it face in or out? Because if it faces out, it doesn't know what's going on behind. Mm -hmm. but, it, but it knows it's supposed to protect it. And so we start looking at all these pieces and putting that into a context of a, of a VR program would be very cool. Um, and I'm happy to help you and we can consult on this idea. But, you know, this would be a very cool thing to do is to to break down the mechanisms by by fragmenting and then defragmenting because i think that we have this uh holistic idea of who we are that is not whole at all it's actually fragmented but we can't see the fragments because we cover it up with this mask of its well that's just me no it's fragments of you that hide behind each other you know as i always as one of my central teachings is if you want to know where your pain exists it's behind your ego. Right. It's always behind your ego. And where does your ego exist? Well, that's easy. Behind your success and behind your status. So you got your status and your success, and then you've got your ego, and then you've got your pain, and then you've got your authentic, real, genuine self. Four levels deep. Mm -hmm. At the simple level. <laughs> Much more than that, really. So that idea of bringing that forward is that like, do you see that? Is that like what I just described? Is that, is that a unicorn? Is that something that's like way out there? Or do you think that that's something much quicker? No, in um, 2018, I believe two years ago, like literally three months before I started this, um, there was some um, testing done empirical, like um, in vivo, um, testing done that proved that it's actually effective um, and this is technically being done in just a different way that you're discussing right now but the process of embodiment the process of creating those personas outside of yourself and trying to see their effects and their interplays on who you are and what you are is is extremely effective to be able to unlearn and redesign and recreate yourself the way you choose to be and based on your authentic self. So it's very feasible. Yeah, because uh, if you were, I mean, you know, now we're in a whole different subject, we could probably spend two hours on this alone. But that right there, I mean, that um, that will change the neural pathways, right. the brain plasticity will change. Um, maybe which parts of the brain are functioning better than others. Uh, maybe creativity was blocked. It's suddenly wide open. Um, the, the intellectual, um, emotional developments can open up enormously. This has enormous potential for, for healing for mm -hmm. us in all kinds of vast ways. Uh, and, you know, again, if, if you use it in a combination with brain mapping, electronic brain mapping, you could probably see different parts of the brain firing and the neuroplasticity taking place in that time. If you do that with blood serum work, you'll actually see the neurochemistry change as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that would be pretty freaking spectacular. Oh, absolutely. And, and you're 100% right on point. I mean, they, in this experiments, they actually saw 
that not only immediately after the experiments, but also like the person changes just fundamentally. Yes. So it is, it's, it's fascinating how getting access to who you are and what you are and what you truly are makes a difference of who you are today. Yeah, it, it is really so interesting. So is that, is that where you're sort of using your putting on your futurist hat for a minute? Is that what you are seeing? Is that the, uh, the evolution of all of the things you've studied and all the things you're involved in? Is that where it's going? Is, I mean, right now I know you, you speak and you consult and you're working with companies and, and uh, coaching programs. But is that where you're going to, or or are you do you see yourself as more in the consulting world? I mean, if I want to talk to you about when I grew up and how the the dream converges, the dream yeah. would be having a kind of a center for people, wellness center for people to come and have to pl can play around literally with all these instruments and. It's the instruments of self-design and self-construct and create themselves, get to know themselves. It's just the grown-up playground of a place that you can go and um, become whoever you want to be or just experience who you are. You don't have to necessarily change, but just a grown-up's playground um, is, is my vision. It's the ultimate goal. The instruments of self-design. Yes. I love that. I absolutely hopefully, love it. Hopefully I start with the demographics of leaders. That's that's my, once again, it's leadership doesn't mean that you have to be a leader of a country. I mean, like a teacher is a leader. Absolutely. People, right. People that make a decision and impact others. I think that's my primary audience right now. And then I'm hoping that I can extend that further to other people and give them this possibility to enjoy this kind of thing later as it becomes more, you know, um, streamlined and a part of everybody's life. Mm -hmm. The, uh, how long are you before you finish PhD? Oh my God, I am taking my time because Dov, I am enjoying this process to the level that I probably shouldn't because everybody <laughs> else is suffering in my program. Everybody else is grinding away. You have no idea. So I'm, halfway more than halfway through my courses and then i have to write my dissertation but it's one of those things that maybe i rushed through high school and i rushed through a lot of other degrees and this one i'm just doing it purely out of love so um. well i i will say that i personally consider you dr sophie already because um um yes of course there are academics involved with with getting degrees and all the rest of it but uh you know i i i love the idea that people are much more than that um and that in, in fact oftentimes those things are restrictive mm -hmm. um and i love that you are open to so many different ways of looking at things and looking at ways you can bring them together um as we come to the very end of this show, this, not just this episode, but this show, um, I want to, I'm going to ask you to tell people where they can find out about you. So, so let's do that first. And then I will come to my 
sort of final summary question. So where can people find out about you and the work you're doing, uh, that you're, the, the research you're working on, that you're looking for angel investors and uh, your consulting work and coaching and all those kinds of things? I think the easiest answer would be LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm very social media shy. Uh, and LinkedIn is the main one. I have moments of being an introvert and moments of being extrovert. But when I'm in my introverted mode, like right now, I'm creating. Doesn't right. mean I'm not open to people coming to me. I'm always, always open to network, talk to people, hear their ideas. But LinkedIn is the only way, literally, right now. But you also have your own website, right? I do. I do. It's and never check the messages. So. <laughs> no, but people can go find out more about you there, yes? Yeah, yes. It's, and that uh, is? www.nafscoach.com. Um, N-A-F? N-A-F-S. And NAFS is, means in Farsi, self. Um, and the self. In Farsi, it means? Self. Self. Yes. It's a form so of self that is kind of not perfect. Ah, okay. Imperfect self. Okay. So nafs.com, www.nafs.com is where you can find out about her work. You can find her on LinkedIn uh, under Sophie Van Leer. And uh, do you want to spell that out? Oh, sure. So Sophie is S-O-P-H-I-E. And then my middle name is Sanaz, S-A-N-A-Z. And then my last name is V-O-N space L-A-E-R. Okay. And again, we'll make sure that all those things are put up on, of course, on the show notes. Um, but before we finish, I want to know from you, you know, what, it, what it, if, if there's some message here that you really want to get across? I'm mean, not just talking about in leadership. Uh, we'll have you on the Leadership and Loyalty Show, and we'll talk about that there. But if there's a central message you wanted to sort of impart to the world, right? Uh, what would be that message based on where you're from, what you've done, the things you've learned? What would be that message that you want to pass? Oh, I love that question. Yeah. I think the message is simple. I think it would be basically try to not take your self-definition and your self-construct or what you think of yourself too seriously. And, and think of it as this thing that you can play around with and design and, and stay courageous to approach it, to change it, to experiment it, to look at it. And if it doesn't work out, who cares? You just become weird and quirky like me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't take yourself so damn seriously, I think is a very good idea. I mean, it, you know, it's it's really interesting, Sophie, that we, my friends and I, I, we, I, I call I call us the freak club. We're all freaks. We none of us look at the world in a, in the way that other people do. And I often feel like this show is a collection of my freaks. Um, but we're all very deep and philosophical, and we're we're exploring things in the world. And yet, none of us take ourselves seriously we all think you know we're and we all like i said we're politically incorrect we all poke fun at each other we say stupid shit um we're a bunch of kids and you know and 
but at the same time, incredibly deep. And I think that that's one of the great joys of life is that it's not an either or. Right. And, and that binary concept of I'm a serious person or I'm an introvert or, you know, no, you're not. No, yeah. you're not. I'm, I am an introvert. Nobody believes me. I'm an introvert who learned how to be extrovert when it's appropriate, but I can sit at a party and be quiet. Um, I am completely uh, non-PC and I stand up for women's rights and gay rights and all those kinds of things, but I'll say shit that is completely politically incorrect. Um, you know, I mean, I think that this is, this is where we lose the deliciousness of life. This is where we, we lose the, the magnificent flavors. I mean, I've often described life as, is this magnificent dish of so many spices and flavors and, you know, who the, I don't want to live on mashed potatoes the rest of my life. And, and everybody's telling you, you got to be a mashed potato. Forget it. I'm not interested, right? I, I want all the different flavors of life. And I think that that's one of the things that I've really loved about our conversation is that you have, you have actively pursued all these different aspects of your life, you know, from nanotechnology to um, robotic arms to leadership to neurosciences and all those different areas but you've also had a very um rich explorative life and lived and been in different cultures and i think there's a lot of great lessons for all of us in that in that as i've said throughout this it's easy to become restrictive and refined uh, rigid about who we are and become protective and i get you've got protective mechanisms we all do but the willingness to open up and share with us about some of those struggles and about some of those challenges and how they've made you explore into the world i really want to thank you for that i appreciate that i want to thank you for sharing all that you've shared with us uh opening us into your world and letting us know us uh, about that i want to thank wolf for giving us uh, time with you and for being uh, the butt of your psychological experiments <laughs> so so that we can all learn i'm excited to see where all this goes for you i'm very interested in your vr process and where that goes to again thank you so much for all that you do thank you for who you are it has been a pleasure and an honor to be with you in this conversation i hope you will stay with us to the end and for you, dear listener, I want to say to you, you know, when you look at your life, realize it isn't set in stone. Even if you've put years into a degree and you've gone down a path, doesn't mean it's your path. Be open. Stay curious, my friend. Stay curious about the delicious thing that is this experience called life that is not limited by anything other than whether you decide to have a closed system or an open system where you loop in your learning. Till next time, this is Dov Barron. You'll find out more about me at dovbarron.com. Stay curious, my friends. Stay curious.